my real true goal at one point like in my life became and it still is to this day the driver of my like my motivation is I want to take care of my parents because both of them have struggled and worked their asses off their entire life and don't really have much to show for it. Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast and I want to ask you one thing. Are you doing what you want to do in life? Are you pursuing what you want in life? Why not? Don't be a bitch. Be the captain of your own ship. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. What is going on, everybody? It is Bobby Walker, in case you forgot, because it has been a little while since I've had an episode come up, but it is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Ah, it just feels good to be back in the saddle. And I, I'll probably even talk about why, why I haven't done one for a while because it's like real talk and real stuff. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. What I do want to talk about is the fact that we're back. We're excited. We're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic. It's crazy. I'm going down all kinds of conspiracy rabbit holes. That's awesome. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm stuck at home, but we're also out working. There's a lot to unpack. But... I also have an amazing guest today. Now, I'm not going to introduce him just yet either, but he's sitting here. He's staring at me. He's watching me. And uh, Nick, you just sit there and look pretty for a second. Okay. You just stay right there. Before I go into this, I am so excited to say this again. I want to share with you guys the show sponsor, Responsibid. Now, Responsibid, if you don't know what it is, simply put, it's the premier sales tool for the service industry. So it does all kinds of things. You can put it on your website. You can let people get quotes and they're accurate quotes because you can build these like complex modules that make sure that the prices are accurate when they go on there and do it. But you know, that's actually like, that's the thing everybody knows responsibility knows of responsibility for, but really that's like, to me, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's not the important stuff. You know, responsibility makes my quoting accurate across the board. When you have multiple salespeople, it's going to be, everyone's going to give the same price and the right price every time. It kind of takes the thinking part out of the sales process. So you can focus on the emotional part, why you're involved in the, you know, in the first place, right? Who cares about the numbers? That's not what sells it for you. It's you, it's your personality, it's your presentation. Responsibility lets you focus on that. Um, and then probably my favorite part about Responsibid is the super duper heavy duty follow-up process and sequences that are inside of it. Um, I don't have time to go over all that, but let me just tell you this. Uh, for anyone that's listening way in the future, we're recording this podcast in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. And like my business has taken a big, big hit. Okay. And we'll probably get into that a little bit in the podcast too, but I've taken a big hit. But one of the things that's saving my bacon right now, one of the things that is keeping work coming is the, um, the follow-up sequences in responsibid. Most of our work, not all, but most of our work right now is not new customers, but it's our existing customers coming back because responsibid's reaching out to them saying, hey, by the way, it's been a while. It's been a while since we were out. You ready for us to come back out again? And they're saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's book. So it's super awesome. If you need some help with quoting, quoting quickly, quoting accurately, quoting consistently, having a, a, a salesperson that's awake and never calls in sick, and they're there doing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year and a quarter on your website. Responsive bid's awesome. And here is the best part. 
Journey of a New Entrepreneur listeners get a free month of service. Nobody else gets this. This is exclusive for you, my friends. Journey of a New Entrepreneur listeners get a free month of service if you go to jnebid.com. So that's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, B-I-D, like responsey bid.com. Go there. You, get a, you can sign up for a free trial. It's awesome. I cannot recommend it enough. I've been using it in my business for, I don't know, two and a half years. Uh, I mean, something like that. We're, we're approaching three years, not quite. And it's the real deal. So go check it out, jnebid.com. Tell them Bobby sent you. You won't regret it. Now, on to the, well, that was fun. Responsive is awesome because making money is fun. But on to the next fun part. I've got actually one of my good friends here. Now, when I say good friends, we've only hung out like four times before because I live in Florida. He lives in California. So we don't get to see each other very often. But Nick Thurston has become just like, he's just one of my boys, man. He's just, he's just one of my boys. Uh, I have a, a, a hell of a lot of respect for him. And uh, he's just fun to hang out with. We've done like the, the Broadway thing down there on Nashville together and, and partied out there in Nashville. And it's been fun. And we, uh, we talk about business all the time. Nick is in the quarterly mastermind group. I always talk about uh, this called BBB business bourbon and bullshit. And that's where Nick and I met. And um, Nick, I don't know about you, but we're two pretty damn good guys, aren't we? hundred <laughs> percent. Man, how's it going? So it's, it's eight o'clock here. What is it? Five o'clock over on uh, your side of the country. Yep. Nailed yeah. it. Well, yeah. listen, man, let's, uh, let's do the usual. Give everybody that elevator pitch, that 60 second rundown on who you are. And then we're going to get into this because I know I've got my rum drink here and I know you, my friend, I know you're not drinking water. What do you got going? Well, I just finished my uh, Moscow meal. I'm about to top it off with uh, the gentleman's drink. Nice, gentleman Jack. I love Moscow mules. They're actually that's probably my favorite cocktail. Um, it's because they're like they're sweet, but they're not. Yeah, they're not like sweet. It's nice, yeah, 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 it, yeah. Refreshing. That's a real good way to put it. It's a very yeah. refreshing drink, and they can get you feeling good. So, but anyway, tell tell us a little bit about you, Nick. What, uh, tell, give us, let, let the ladies know what this muscle man that's sitting there in his tank top, shaming me sitting here in my tank top, let them know a little bit about you. I, I had to put my tank top on in honor of your show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, real quick. Uh, I, yeah, like you said, I'm from California, um, born and raised here in the Bay area. And I currently own and operate, uh, along with my partners, a high-rise window cleaning, pressure washing, uh, and now soft washing business, um, which was a family business. My grandfather started in 1953, and then my uncle took it over from him in 93, and then I took it over from my uncle in 2015. So it's 2020 now. It's been about five years. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, real, real kind of short version of what happened. Basically, I grew up with an entrepreneurial bug, but didn't really know what that meant. I just knew I, like, I tried, I probably had 20 different jobs by the time I was 18 years old, because I would start something and be like, oh, this is fun. And then I get bored and I quit and go on to the next thing and on to the next thing and on to the next thing. And I was, I never, I didn't really know why at the time. I thought I was just getting bored. But I think what it really came down to was I just didn't like working for other people. Yep. So I started, uh, started cleaning windows. Well, I started cleaning windows when I was 12 years old, actually. My dad took me out on some house jobs with him since, you know, all the men in my family grew up window cleaners working for the family business. And um, 
so he took me out when I was real young. I started learning it and, uh, he had some side jobs, some, you know, residential gigs that he would do. And, uh, so yeah, I went out and learned it by the time I was like 16, 17, I started going out on my own, doing some of my own, like, you know, it was like one house every few months. It like wasn't yeah. much, but you know, living at home with mom, like every $400 was amazing. You know, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I did a little bit there and then, uh, started working for the family business right out of high school in 2007. Um, that's when I got into high rise stuff and learned that. And it, it got me really interested in the commercial world. And I was looking at starting my own business and I'll get into that a little bit more later okay. about like how that was going with the family business. Um, but basically things were slow. And so I was looking at starting my own company and my dad basically one day said, why don't you just buy the family business for Mike? And I was like, I don't have any money. How would I do that? Mm -hmm. And so basically I just offered my uncle uh, money for the rest of his life to let me take over. The company. <laughs> and he thought that was a great idea. So here I am today. I had to grow really, really fast. So the company, when I took over, was doing about 250,000 in revenue, had about three part-time employees because it was like do a couple jobs, get laid off, do a couple jobs, get laid off. Yeah. I was one of those, you know, that kept getting laid off and that's why I was looking for something to do on my own. And, um, yeah. So when I took it over, it was like, all right, real small business, but I just promised my uncle $55,000 a year for the rest of his life. So I got to figure this thing <laughs> out real quick. Yeah. 250 K is not enough to be paying someone 50 K a year. Right. Well, I didn't, I didn't understand how business worked when I took it over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, 55,000 at 250 K. So if I double the business, then I can also make 55 K. I didn't realize that like when you grow your expenses go up. Yeah. That's, that's a son of a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> stupid right yeah <laughs> so that didn't work out as planned but uh things are you know it's it's worked out for the most part like you know we're cruising along doing well so like to this day we're last year 2019 we did about two and a half million uh, a wow. little bit later um so yeah in about five years 10x the business and we had big goals for this year but this gosh darn corona yeah hard man it's uh it's been hurting yep so it's of, affected you too then the, the, the coronavirus has affected your business as well. Yeah. Big time. So this year we started off with 20 full-time employees and we've got zero working right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. rough, man. That's tough. Yeah. Well, so, we rough. ended that on a depressing note, <laughs> but on a good note, I can still afford booze. So yeah. Yeah. So let's take another <laughs> drink. I think we might need one if things keep going this direction here. So yeah, I got to pour myself on here. So Nick, let's talk about how we met. Um, so we were in Nashville. Uh, you were, you know, you're part of the, the exclusive, uh, I don't even know the cool word I'm trying to look for, but the badass, you know, BBB group that I'm in yep. and, uh, good old boys club. Yeah. And I can't, was your first one like, like January, 2019, or did you come, uh, uh the, like in April? So my first experience with the BBB was actually at the huge convention. When oh, you went Mike to the first one. I think it was the second. I think okay. they had before that. I could be wrong, but I, it was. It was like just everybody in Dalkey's room in his yeah. in his suite at the hotel, and we just sat around drinking bourbon and bullshit and talking business. And I've got a fun story about Ryan Edrington from that night. If, uh, <laughs> if we get into that, let's hear it. <laughs> no, but, so, but you went to, so you went to, 
I, th- I, th- I refer to that one as the first one that, you know, because they, they like, they had a meeting one time and they were like, Hey, we need to do this thing. And then yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. first time when they like actually did it on purpose. Okay. So you've been doing that, but you and I met and I re- I'll never forget. We were at the same event. We just met each other, you know, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm Bob. I'm Nick, you know? Yeah. And I kept catching you staring at me across the room. And I'm like, why is this guy staring at me? We get to talking a little later and you're like, Bob, I can't help but admire your biceps. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Nick, you know, when you, when you do arm day at least 15 times a year, like I do, uh, this, this is what you get. Now, now for the people that are, well, actually, if you're watching, you can't even see it either. But for those of you listening, Nick is actually like ridiculously buff. So <laughs> the, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a, a little stick figure compared to this guy. Um, but, uh, but Nick is, um, I don't know. He's kind of my hero. He's who I want to be when I grow up. He's running a, a big successful business, even though it's having its struggles here in the moment. He, uh, you know, he's, he's living a cool life. He's out in Cali, you know, Northern California doing his thing. And I guess you don't, there's no surfers up there. So you're probably not like surfing is all Southern California, right? I mean, they do down in like Santa Cruz and that sort of area, but yeah, yeah. not, not in San Francisco. That's for sure. Yeah. But, but you're cool. doing the cool California thing and, and, and you're just a good dude. So it's, it's been fun getting to know you over the last year. And I'm glad we finally got you on the show here because we've talked about it a lot. I think you're one of the few people that actually listen all the time or, or I shouldn't say all the time, but I know you, you listen from time to time because I've heard you, men, you know, uh, refer to things. So Nick, um, I'm going to jump right into it. I normally save this question for the end of the show, but I'm going to jump in and ask this one at the beginning. So I've been spending a lot of time around my pond over here. So I mean, when I say my pond, like our community pond. So I live in a you know, little neighborhood here in Orlando and we, everyone refers to it as a lake, but it's not a lake. It's just a, it's a large pond. And, and it's just nice. There's palm trees around it and you know, it's pretty. And I'll, I go out there and, and now that this uh, virus thing is keeping us all in the house, I'm going out there a lot. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries, man. I'm going out there a lot. And what I, one thing I love about it is one of my favorite animals. They're all over the place and it's ducks. And ducks are just freaking awesome. You know, they're adorable. They're cute. They're ferocious. They can fly. They can swim. You know, right now we have some baby ducks. You know, there's like three groups of babies and they're all like different ages. You know, it's like there's actually now a little gang of teenage ducks that the mom and dad left them, but they're still all together. So they're being like assholes to all the other ducks. And then there's like two really small, you know, uh, groups of ducklings. It's awesome. Which brings me to my first question for you. Let's say, Nick, you came to Orlando to visit me, which we actually have something in the works. This virus kind of, you know, hurt that. But let's say you come down here to hang out. We're doing some stuff, business, doing some fun. And you and I walk around that pond over there. And then I get a phone call and I'm like, oh, shit, Nick, I got to run back to the house real quick. Stay here. I'll be back in a minute. So I run back to the house and you're at the pond by yourself. And then next thing you know, like, I don't know, an angel comes down and says, hey, Nick, you have to make a choice. You are going to have a fight to the death and you get to choose your opponent or opponents. And here's what you get to choose. You can choose to fight to the death. No, no weapons, just your bare hands. One horse sized duck. So a gigantic duck 
or you get to fight 1,000 duck-sized horses. What say you? Well, I'm probably going to be the first one on your show to say um, I would try to befriend the horse-sized duck. And I say that because I'm an animal lover and I don't want to kill any animals. Oh, my God. Talk to Talk to him. You California people. But if I had to... If you didn't want to be my friend, I think I stand a better chance with the horse-sized duck than I do with a thousand little horses. Well, first off, you don't get to be their friend because that's not how this works. All right. You have to fight them. So you're going to fight the big duck? Or, yeah. I mean, the big horse? I mean, I'm sorry, the, the big duck, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be a little clumsy. He's got little twig legs. and No, he doesn't have little twig legs. Like, imagine yeah. this. Ima- like, let's, let's try to fathom this. A duck's legs would probably be about as big around as a damn palm tree. That'd I can take big. Dude, you're not Van Damme. You can <laughs> put down a palm tree. All you young <laughs> listeners, Van Damme was a, a martial arts action hero back in the 80s and 90s. So, um, so you're going to fight this big duck and get your ass handed to you. That's yeah, what you're saying. If I have to, if I have to kill an animal, uh, I'm going to only kill one or die trying. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go the smart route. I'm going to kill all the little bitty horses. Yeah, but uh, a thousand horses, your yeah. legs are going to get real tired from all that kicking. Nope. Be a piece of cake. Piece of cake. First <laughs> off, they can't, they can't even hurt me. Like you, you, I don't think this is true, but you always remember hearing, you know what a daddy long legs spider is? Yeah. I love daddy long legs. You would, you, God, you're probably a <laughs> member of PETA also, aren't you? <laughs> he no, probably but I, I've, I've seen the commercials <laughs> <laughs> no but i donate um so you know people would always say daddy long legs can't bite you because their mouths are too small which i don't even think that makes sense but that was like the myth that i grew up hearing yeah well, I, that's kind of how i feel about these horse size or these duck-sized horses their mouths are going to be so little they can't do anything you know they're going to be able to jump up to your knee at the best they're only going to weigh about five pounds and it's not like a thousand of them can get to you at once. You know, if you think about it at best, you know, maybe 15 of them are going to be like able to be right up on you. That's nothing. That's nothing. Right. And, uh, and I don't have to kick them. I just have to pick my foot up, step on one, pick my foot up, step on one, you know, thousand steps later, they're all dead. Yeah. But what if, uh, I mean, what about your cardio? What if you get tired of walking? Well, Nick, you've seen me. You, you know my you know my cardio is on point. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm walking all over those. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still think the big duck is a is a bad, bad, bad decision. Um, but it seems like more of my podcast guests uh, make bad decisions than good. Because <laughs> I, if I was going to guess, I'd say probably seventy percent of my guests have said the big duck. So that's because you're talking to entrepreneurs, and by nature, we're risk takers and dumbasses. So, well, here's the thing. What would you do when that thing starts flying and dive bombing your ass? What are you going to do then? Uh, find a tree to hide under. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm on a different page, but, but the listeners know this listeners. Here's what what I want to ask you to do in the comments, whether it's a post on Facebook or on the YouTube uh, stream, just let us know what you would fight because Basically, I need to know if I need to block you or not. And if you say you're going to fight the big duck, you're blocked. You're dead to me. All right, Nick. So listen, let's talk about business a little bit. Or more specifically, let's talk about growing up in like an entrepreneur family. So 
I know you said that your grandpa started the business and then your uncle ran it for a while. Now, did your dad, did he own a business or did he work for someone or what? No. So I, I didn't really grow up in an entrepreneurial family because my grandfather died when I was real young. So I didn't even know him. Oh, okay. Um, or I mean, I knew him. he died when I was four, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have like one memory of him. Um, and then my uncle wasn't really entrepreneurial. He just happened to be the one that took it over. And, um, so that's why the company was real small because it was actually bigger when he took it over and then it just kind of dwindled off over the years. He didn't really Uh, have the energy or the desire, I guess, to, you know, do anything with it. mm -hmm. Um, but my dad, he was like, yeah, he, he wasn't entrepreneurial in the sense that he'd started a business and ran with it, but, um, he, he knew how to hustle. Yeah. So when, when he needed money, he would just go out and knock on doors and try to clean windows. Right. So that's kind of where I learned that. Um, so I don't really know where I got my entrepreneurial because my butt, my, my bug, my mom is like the antithesis of entrepreneur. Like she is so risk averse. Oh yeah. Like she, she thinks the safest place for her money is in a savings account. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Love you, but you're wrong. <laughs> Love um, you, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it was weird, I guess. Cause I, I didn't really have anybody guiding me towards that. I just kind of became that. And so I guess it helped that my dad like encouraged me and said, yeah, go get a truck, get some tools. I'll help you, you know, do the marketing and stuff and marketing. It was just at the time knocking on doors and or he had a call list from his customers from over the years that he acquired. Um, but other than that, it, there's, there wasn't really much entrepreneurial spirit in my family. I mean, my, my aunt's a teacher, my grandma was a teacher, my uncle is a doctor. Uh, like all of my family is just, mm. you know, well, my close family, I should say, because there are some entrepreneurs in my family, but I don't really, you know, I don't know them that well, but, but yeah, no. So I, I can't really speak to what it's like growing up in an entrepreneurial family. I just, I grew up in an area with a lot of money. So I grew yeah. up in Daveville, California, which is, uh, they call it the bubble because it's it's like this safe little town. It's it's actually like one of the richest towns in America. Um, but I had no money growing up. My mom moved us there. She grew up in a real like low income kind of ghetto area, and she moved me and my brother there when we were little, uh, so that we could grow up in a safe neighborhood. Mm. And so I grew up with like you know when I was a kid, like in high school, like my friends were driving brand new BMWs and Ferraris and like all these fancy cars to school. And I had nothing <laughs> yeah. like I, I bought this, uh, or my mom bought, I should say this like junker 1990 Mitsubishi that was like seven different colors and falling apart at all the corners. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, but I was like, I want to, I want to make more. I want to be like these guys. I, yeah. I, I guess for me, if I really had to think about it, it probably came from wanting more than I had yep. and knowing that I could and wanting to provide more for my future kids. Um, and, so and would you say that, that you were a, um, did you grow up kind of entrepreneurial minded as a young person or did you just know you wanted something? Like when did the entrepreneur thing kick in? Was it just like when your dad said, Hey, buy that business and then you just kind of yeah. figured it out or what? Yeah. I think it was more of like, I want more, but I didn't really know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause what I was just going to say was like my, my real true goal at one point, like in my life became, and it still is to this day, the driver of my, like my motivation is I want to take care of my parents because both of them have struggled and worked their asses off their entire life and don't really have much to show for it. And I'm like, I want to retire them. I want, I want them to live comfortably and just enjoy, 
you know, their later years in their life. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. Like I said, like all my friends' parents were mega, mega wealthy, rich, and not all of them started their own business. I guess I saw some of it, but it wasn't something that like sparked anything in me. It was more of like, yeah, I guess my, when, when I was, I don't know. I think it was more of like when I was working for the family business thinking like I could do this better. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's no reason we should get laid off. Like it, it's not that hard to walk into a building and ask for their business. I thought, and, and it's really not honestly, but yeah. it, to get the yes, that's another story. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> the act of doing it is not that hard. And so I was like, I could do that. And so, yeah, when my dad said, well then just do it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I should just do this. And then actually what did help was um, my best friend uh, had a history in business. Like his family, he grew up an entrepreneur. Uh, like his dad started a trucking company that is now like some hundred and some odd million dollar big business merged nice. with all companies and stuff. And he sits on the board of directors of them. And so when I was looking at taking over the family business, I went to him and I was like, Hey, uh, do you have any advice? And, he, and I kept going back to him and going back to him and going back to him for advice. And so finally one day I said, Hey, why don't you just come help me? Cause he was kind of in between jobs at the time. He, he shut down one of his businesses and was looking for something else. And, um, and he was like, okay, it's going to cost you X amount and this amount of the company. And I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so cool. he became my partner. I gave him a percentage of the company. And um, so he actually taught me a lot of what it means to be an actual entrepreneur. So thank you, Jason. Love you, buddy. So uh, would you say that that value uh, of having him on was more than just he can go out and sell stuff or manage something, but oh, yeah. there was value in just that impact and, and rubbing off on you, if you will? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, probably one of the biggest things that I learned from him was not to panic, I guess. Like, yeah. cause, cause as an entrepreneur, as I'm sure you and everybody listening knows, like the emotions are, oh, yeah. it's a roller coaster. I was that way before I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's like on steroids now. Yeah. It's crazy. And I still have that a little bit to this day, but like, I, I did learn a lot because like I would be freaking out about the amount of money we had in the account versus the amount of bills we had due the next week. And he would just like very calmly be like, okay, we'll figure it out. And mm -hmm. like, what do you mean, Jason? We got to figure <laughs> this out. And I get pissed off and I, I like thought he wasn't taking it serious, but the reality was he was just kind of numb to those cycles, you know? And so yeah. I learned that from him and that has really taught me a lot. Uh, and, and I guess what I mean by that is like, things are going to go up and down. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's just the way it is. And so it's like when things go down, you just think, okay, what, what are the possible solutions? Right. Mm -hmm. There is no room for just throw your hands up and give up. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you can't, if you got people relying on you. Right. So, you know, it's like, that's, that's a good lesson. I, you know, Mike Dalkey, who is a dear friend of both of ours and my listeners have heard his name a lot. Um, which Mike is one of my business partners now. And I was talking to him actually not eh, probably three weeks ago. It was right after this whole, you know, Corona's pandemic thing really started affecting us. And we were talking and he's like, how are you doing, Bob? And I said, well, I mean, I'm doing all right. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm this, I'm that, but I know we're going to be okay. I'm just trying to, to, you know, do the right things every day, which, Fast forward, I hadn't been, you know, I, I've, I've not responded the best, you know, I'm, I'm kind of coming out of that, but that's a different story to tell. But, um, and he told me a story and I, I won't go into too much detail on things, but 
pardon me, he said that uh, he had done an investment in a company, like brought another investor on. And when it happened, some bad things went down that were like outside of their control. It was stuff that had happened before they invested, but that no one knew about it. And basically it cost them a shit ton of money. And they had like these potential legal things coming at them and uh, bills that were due. And, and it was just a nightmare. And he said what, what he learned through that, this other investor that came in, like what Dalkey is to me, like Dalkey's like this big, huge, like, oh my God, he knows everything, guy, right? He's our guru. Yeah, yeah he's our guru. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is, this guy was like a guru to Dalkey. This is a yeah. guy that had done like, God knows how much money and revenue and businesses and this and that. <clears throat> and Dalkey was like, you know, had to break this news to him. He's like, hey, you just invested all this money in this thing with us. Here's what just happened. Here's all the stuff that we're facing. And, and Mike was kind of expecting like, you know, a big like blowback from him. And he said that it was a big lesson he learned because the guy said, okay, so um, let's figure out our next steps. And the next steps are boom, 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 boom. And he goes, Mike had mentioned how he was basically blown away at this guy's response. And he said that, uh, you know, it taught him a lot because this guy had just been through so many things that he's like, business isn't emotional. Now it is emotional, but like the, you know, like we deal with the emotions Right. But the act of successfully managing the business is, it's just, it's a bunch of ones and zeros. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's a bunch of decisions, a bunch of actions, a bunch of things that uh, we should not allow our emotions to get too awfully tied into. And I have a feeling, I don't know this, but I have a feeling that people that are able to separate their emotions, not, not lack emotions, but the people that are actually able to separate their emotions from what's actually going on in the business. I bet you those people are exponentially more successful than people that are like me that have a hard time, you know, <laughs> doing that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly believe that I got like so many things popped into my head as you were saying that like one, I, and I feel like an idiot right now. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Who's, who's like the number one investor in the world. Buffett, Warren Buffett. No, it wasn't Buffett. It was another guy. Number two, um, maybe. I don't know. You know what? We'll both sound stupid. Some rich dude that invests. How's Some that? Rich dude. He he had a company way back when, and uh, he hired a, you know, a manager, right? And the manager went, did something, screwed up, lost the company a million dollars. And this is back in like the fifties or forties or something mm -hmm. when that was like a buku amount of money. Yeah, because it's and not anymore. This is it's not anymore. <laughs> it's nothing. Fuck <laughs> it, change. But he goes into uh, dude's office. Um, and basically is ready to be fired. He's like, you know, the boss says, tell me about what happened. He tells him, he says, blah, blah, blah. I understand you're going to let me go. I just appreciate working here and yada, yada, yada. He goes, let you go. I just invested a million dollars in your education. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting that get out the door. <laughs> yeah, like, you're never going to make that mistake again. And that's what, that's what business is all about, right? It's like we yeah. fuck up. And it hurts. It hurts bad sometimes to the mm -hmm. point of like, oh shit, what am I going to do? I might lose my business because of this. But then you figure it out, you know? You know, so I'll, I'll share a story or two myself on that. I think that's great stuff, especially for those brand new guys. Those of you uh, guys and gals, those of you that, that are starting out, so many people are so afraid. Like, like every decision has them just terrified how do I price this? What do I charge for this job? You know, how do we do X, Y, and Z? And 
you know, like I, there's this church that I always think of. It's not far from my house. I drive by it at least a couple times a day. And I cold called them one time and then they called me back and I sold a job to them and I gave them this price. And let's say my original price was too low also, but well, it probably wasn't. I was just terrible at doing the work at the time, but, but my original price, let's call it 600 bucks, right? I, I don't remember for sure, but let's call it 600 bucks, probably in the ballpark. And they came back and they're like, well, what if we did this every quarter? And I'm like, well, I can do it for 320 bucks if we do it every quarter. Okay. Something, you know, something terrible like that. And they're like, cool, let's do it. Well, A, I didn't get a contract with them. And B, um, it took me, I, I worked by myself, I think three days all day by myself. And then two other days with me and my son, Caleb on it. Okay. So three, four, five, six, seven days worth of work for one person. And I did 300 ish dollars in revenue from it. And I remember, actually, I still remember the book that I was, the audio book, I was listening to the 10X rule or the, the uh, Cardone book, the 10X rule or something like that. I just remember listening to that book uh, when I did that job. But uh, the, um, I remember though, while I was doing it, like I never really got down on it. I, I just had a real healthy outlook on it. Cause I was like, you know, this sucks, but I'm real early into my business. I'm learning how to do this type of work better. I've now learned how to properly quote a job like this. And it's not a lot, but I'm getting paid to do those things. You know, yeah. it was only three, you know, it was less than a hundred dollars a day. It was well, 45. what, 50 bucks a day or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got 50 bucks a day to learn how learn. to run my own business. Yeah. Right. And I think when we start looking at the mistakes like that, it makes it a lot less scary to make a mistake. Yep. And, and it also, when we have that attitude, you make less of them. You're still going to make them, but you usually only make them once because you lock it away. You know, I, I had to take $1,400 off of a uh, $1,900 invoice yesterday. And uh, it was actually a job we did a month or so ago, but I had a guy and he sprayed some bleach on a house and that particular type of paint is a kind that doesn't react well to bleach and we ruined the paint on two sides of the house and I had to pay to paint two sides of it, $1,400, you know? And it's like, normally that would really suck in the middle of a pandemic. It after, you know, it's really painful. Yeah. And I pouted for about two minutes and then I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Let's put a new process in place, new procedure, new system. Let's move on. That shit won't happen again. You know? Yep. So, well, hopefully it'll happen again because people won't follow the process, but, but you get the point. So yeah, um, yeah it's good stuff. Mitigate the risk. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that because just today, and I sent the, the message out to the group, you probably saw it. Um, but today I'm working on my first ever like soft washing job, like that I've actually sold at like a big one. Um, so it, it pays like $7,100. I was expecting it to take like three or four days. We're now two days in, two shitty days. We had like, well, um, uh, I didn't know you had to charge the battery on a, on a soft wash system. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson learned, my pump died after the first hour the first day. <laughs> so, so call it, we're like six hours into this job, like of working time. And it, like everything's going wrong. Everything. Like the bleach isn't working the way I thought it would. <laughs> like the, the moss is thicker than I thought it would be. So I'm like kicking myself. I'm like, damn, man, this sucks. I was like really getting down. And I was with my partner, Christy, and, and we're working and she's trying to cheer me up. She's like, Hey, it's okay. Let's just go get some lunch. We'll chill. 
where do you want to go? There's this place that's over here, this place. I'm like, whatever, you choose. She chooses this one place. And, I, and I pull, I'm pulling up to a red light. And it's a two lanes that turn left. And there's a bus in the, in the outer left-hand lane. So there's room to the, to the left of him. But I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to sit behind this bus. And that's important for a reason. Because about a minute later, where I'm sitting at the light, behind this bus, where otherwise I would be like blocked by the bus, mm-hmm. some guy to the right sees the truck you know and the equipment in the back and he yells out his windows like i'm like what roll down the window he's like you guys do soft washing i'm like yeah he's like hey i got about 150 buildings i've been looking for a company that does it do you guys want it wow I was like, yeah <laughs> so wow. my mood just like lifted and <laughs> like, holy crap like all these things that could have been done differently i could have made a left turn you know from the far left lane and been blocked by yeah they said let's go to the other lunch place I could have said, no, screw it. Let's just go home. Like all If that these- day wouldn't have been shitty, you probably wouldn't have been sitting right there. Yeah. yeah. None of that. yeah. I was, and I was just moping for a minute. And then this guy does it. And like, like literally I even said to Christy at the time, I was like, well, my mood just fucking shit. <laughs> like I got like goosebumps just thinking like, and you know, who knows? We might not get the work. We might overprice yeah. whatever, who knows? But just the opportunity came from just being in the right place at the right time. But I guess the lesson like relating it back to your story was, I'm looking at this job and I'm all upset because it's not going as fast as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm learning how to do this brand new fucking thing. Yeah. Like I did not know how to soft wash. I mean, I knew the basics, but like I had never really done it on like a real application. So I'm learning. And what if it takes me four weeks and I thought it was going to take three days? Yeah. Who cares? I'm doing it myself. I'm not losing really money by doing it. You're that, investing right? in your business. You're investing in your life. You know? Exactly. So I'm investing in my education. It put me in an opportunity where I can make a, a buttload more money than like came out of it. So yeah. it's just like, you know, all these little things just happen. And then out of the woodwork, something good happens. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, well, never mind. I, you reminded me something else while you were talking, but I can't remember what it was now. So that's probably because I interrupted. The lesson I had in my mind a minute ago. Okay. We'll, rem- we'll try to remember. Remember that. <laughs> well, Hey, listen, Nick, I want to take, I want to do a little interruption real quick here. Yeah. So listen, this is kind of time stamped. So if you're listening to this, you know, down the road, it may not uh, apply for you guys, but if you're watching the video, you can see, whoops, you can see, right. Ah, where's it at? Right here. This little thing. It says, I still, I still can't do it. This thing right here. And it says, uh, Bobby Walker's new entrepreneurs toolkit. And if you look on the bottom of the screen, it says journey of a new entrepreneur.com. Now, the reason it says journey of a new entrepreneur.com is if it said no bitch zone.com, uh, <laughs> YouTube might take it down, but uh, you can go to no bitch zone.com as well. But here's the deal. I released my toolkit uh, back. I don't know. Was it March? I can't remember, but I think it was in March and I was doing a, a special with it uh, when we launched it. And then I took the special, I was going to take the special down and then I like, waited a week or two just because I was lazy and didn't go. I stopped promoting it, but I didn't like go change it. Then the pandemic thing hit. The special is still out there. It's almost half price. Um, but I had a few people, more than a few, I had a bunch of people reach out and like, Hey man, we're trying to start up. We're in the middle of this pandemic. Can we do it in two payments? I don't love the idea, but I put it out there. So there's a two payment option right now. So there's two payment option with the special. Um, here's the deal. If you sign up and you make the first payment, you can get in there and you can watch everything and you can download all my shit and uh, not make the second payment. There's not a damn thing I can do about it. Right? So it's a trust thing. 
I'm trusting you on that. Uh, but of course, if you don't make that second payment, then uh, you won't get any of the content that I release in, in the future as we continue to add to it and all that cool stuff. But go check it out. It's basically, well, it's not basically, it's exactly what we did to grow our business from $0 a month to $20,000 a month. And we did it in eight months. And uh, we did it with very little marketing budget. And it's all the stuff that we did step by step by step by step by step. Plus, there's downloads in there for everything from how to uh, quote forms for building your uh, package sales to there's multiple, I forget how many are in there right now, but those are more to come. There's um, uh, downloads for uh, flyer, clip flyer and door hanger templates that you can edit yourself. If you have a, a photo editing software, you just uh, change out the dummy uh, logo and the dummy name and you put your company's name and logo on there. And then this thing's good to go, ready to print and, and start making you money. So that's on there. Nobitchzone.com. And look at this thing. It's kind of hard to see because I'm using a green screen and the sticker's green. But I got these cool stickers. Look at this on the screen. The Journey of a New Entrepreneur sticker. If you guys want a sticker, I, I only have so many, but uh, send me a message on Facebook. Send me your address. I'll send you a cool sticker as long as you promise to like post it on uh, Facebook or something like that. I want one. You want one? All right. Send me your address, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> say it right now. Say it right now on, on air. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's uh, not. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nick, um, talk a little bit. I know that you're, uh, you know, we've got the struggles with the business. So let's not talk about the struggle because that's obvious. The coronavirus thing hit. California got shut down, I think, earlier than anyone. If I, yep. You guys were, were like you very, were very the, beginning. You were one of the first six. Okay. First, yeah. 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 Like you and New York and maybe what, Michigan or something like that. But um, yeah. So, but uh, you've got some things that are working a little bit right now, right? Like, you know, you're like some things. Uh, what are some things that you've done or are there some things that you've done that you've had some success with even to a small degree to kind of help some shit trickle in during this thing? Yeah. Um, so where to start, where to start. So a while back I promoted one of our guys to a sales. I mean, I call him my general manager cause he does a lot for me, but he also does sales. So he does mm -hmm. outside sales, inside sales, all that kind of stuff. And, um, basically he was going out walking door to door talking to people trying to get stuff and he and he's fantastic at it he does a great job but once the corona thing hit like there's nobody in the office to go talk to right yeah so we switched him from that and like temporarily we're just all right send out as many emails as you can every day and you know see what happens and nothing happened and so for whatever reason one day we just decided we're going to start making phone calls instead and we just, it, it worked somehow, right. some way it worked. We just got on the phone with people and we told them, you know, first and foremost, we're an essential business. So we are still working right now. We're allowed to work. Um, and we recommend getting your buildings clean because we're not only like removing the virus from the surfaces, but we're actually going to put a disinfectant in our water, which actually helped kill it and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it, it got some business. So we went from nobody working to about nine people working or, you know, anywhere between like six and nine people working on a, yeah. on a day, which was incredible compared to the zero, right? Mm -hmm. Circumstances. So like today we had zero, yesterday we had zero, but all last week we had uh, between six and eight people working full time or six and nine actually, because we got one guy that just does route stuff. So he, he just has a route that he does every month. So like when I say my numbers, I don't really think about him a lot. Sorry, yeah. Arnie. Love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but a lot of that stuff hasn't slowed down. I mean, we, we have had a lot of the route work slow down, you know, the, the monthly stuff and the quarterly stuff like that, you know, people are pushing it off, 
But when we call people up and just say, Hey, like we're actually down to clean. Uh, are you down to be clean? We, we talk just like that too. That's, that's California talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people are going for it to a point, right? Like obviously well, we're not full capacity at all. Um, but it worked a little bit and, and we did well. And this week is the first week in the last two weeks that we've been back down to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because we're putting ourselves out there, I've had actually a couple of people reach out in the last couple of days and like, we're not taking time off, right? Like my admin staff is still working full time, even though they're, they're either work well, full time, right? I'm paying yeah. them a full time salary, but they're working from home, which they might be putting in two, three hours of work every day. But it's like when a phone call or an email comes in, we're not waiting two, three, four days to get back to it because we're not working right now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping up. And so when people say, Hey, are you, open still we got buildings we want cleaned we're like yeah we can be there whenever you want us like let's get on it and so we just had someone reach out today and it's a big job they got three pretty large office buildings that they want in and out done it's if i had to guess it's probably about 30 dollars worth of work and she's nice. like we want it done this month so Can't even though we're still in a shelter in place like just because of the fact that i responded back right away and said yeah let's do it let's do it right now <laughs> mm-hmm. like we can get there tomorrow um, they were like, great, let's do it. So good stuff. So that's one thing is just making the phone calls, you know, not, not by any means have we slowed down our, our reaching out and asking people to hire us. Cause I think if we did, we would have nothing. Um, so, so that's a big tip, like reach out. That's good. You know, uh, uh, what's the saying? Uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. That makes sense. Whatever. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I, be- I believe you. I believe you. Um, but- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me another one. Well, no. So, so that's number one is make sure you're still reaching out to people, letting them know what you're doing and let them, I mean, a big part of it is letting people know that we are essential. We've had a lot of people reach out to us and just ask if we are essential. And because yeah. we say yes, they're, they're all for us. The other thing is we're promoting the hell out of sanitizing uh, or for you, Josh Gray, sanitization. <laughs> sanitation, whatever. Um, screw you, Josh Gray. Screw you, Josh Gray. And um, pressure washing and the soft washing, like I said, you know, because we, we just picked up our first soft washing or first big soft washing job. Um, that, was, that was all because we just started promoting it. So the pressure washing and the soft washing thing are getting more um, bites than window cleaning at this mm-hmm. time. Um, but we're still getting both. It's just slow. So is there a magic formula no it's just like we're just doing what we normally do maybe at a little bit more hardcore of a pace as far as like the outreach uh because generally we have a lot of incoming calls and that's you know we're very fortunate to have that um but yeah it's it's been mostly just you know keeping business running as if nothing's changed right like on the back end obviously you know we said we're not going to talk about the bad things but on the back end you know like i'm losing my hair i'm going gray yeah. <laughs> I see, I see a gray hair up there for you, Bobby. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. in the background. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, it's, it's super stressful, but you know, we just gotta like Josh Latimer says, like always pretend like everything's fucking fabulous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or from the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Everything's awesome. Right? <laughs> well, you know, the, I've had, I've done two things. They're basically the same thing, slight variance, but uh, you know, we haven't been doing well either. You know, I had five technicians. I now have two. So I've yeah. laid off three guys and I've had a couple of days, maybe three days. I don't know. I have probably had three days here in the last, you know, two, three weeks where I had zero work, you know, for the guys. 
but um, like this week um, we're booked out, uh, you know, halfway through it. But uh, the two things that we've done, we've done like a voicemail bomb, like you can do with Sin Gym, you know, and I just sent a voicemail out to my customer base and that thing ended up booking me roughly $3,500, $4,500. I don't remember exactly, but it was in that range, you know, so one voicemail bomb cost me a few hundred, I don't know, 400 bucks or something. I can't remember. And it booked me, you know, let's call it 3,500, but more than that. And then uh, the other thing I did was a, uh, uh, I did a mass email and I just did, I did a little promotion. I normally don't give stuff away, but I said, Hey, if you get a house washer, or roof cleaning, we'll give you a free driveway cleaning. And that I sent that out on Sunday night, which today is Tuesday. I sent that out on Sunday night and that's done really, really well for us. That's booked about $4,000 for us, uh, you know, to date uh, with that. And, and I'm still, you know, I've been getting responses all through the day today with that. So the, I think the, there's a couple of, couple of lessons there. Lesson one is do something. Don't just right. step back. You know, I got a little scared, you know, when this whole thing went down, I got a little scared. I got a lot scared. You know, I put my head in the sand, you know, I'm like, Oh shit. You know? And, and I don't like to admit that, but it's the truth. You know, yeah. uh, it's, I just, it's an ugly truth, but it's the truth. But I pulled my head and head out of the sand and out of my ass at the same time. And my Sandy ass and I, uh, <laughs> and we're doing stuff. But the second lesson, new guys. Okay. For those of you that, that are new and starting and don't think you need to keep track of stuff like this, or for some experienced people that are just not doing wise things. The lesson is a have a CRM. Okay. B every person you talk to, you get their phone number and you get their email along with their address and name and everything. And a lot of these jobs, not all of them, but like a lot of the jobs that we booked, uh, I bet you a third of the work that I booked this week from that email blast I sent Sunday night are people that never used this before. It's people that were just in my email database because we gave them a quote. They didn't use us. And then they, whenever uh, I sent this blast out, they ended up using us. So, uh, so A, do something. But B, make sure you're tracking this stuff. And if you're a new company, you need a CRM. Bob, which one should I get? There's a bunch of good ones. Customer Factor is good. Jobber is good. Service Autopilot is good. Service Monster is good. Um, House Call Pro is good. Uh, there's probably other good ones out there too. It doesn't matter. You can always change. Don't worry about picking the perfect one. Pick one, run with it, use it. Okay. Now I just want to clarify one thing. Bob, didn't you just talk about responsive bid at the beginning? Responsive bid is not a CRM. Responsive bid is a sales tool. Okay. It's separate. So I use responsive bid. That's like the hub of my business, but you need a CRM to manage all your customers. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. I think, uh, cause we did the same thing actually, like right when this thing first started for us with the shelter in place, we sent out a mass email, which, um, we would not have had 2000 emails to send, you know, or email addresses to send something to if yep. we didn't have CRM, right. If yep. we just have a shoebox full of postcards with, you know, names and addresses written down on them, like we, we, we would have been screwed. And now not a lot came from that, but we did get some good response from that. And, yeah, emails don't cost anything. Yeah. And so we use customer factor and to, uh, just to back up a sec to your point about not making it perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, we started with customer factor in 2015 when I first took over 
and it was awesome, but didn't do everything we wanted. So we switched to something else and then we switched to something else and then we switched to something else and then we switched to something else. And now we're back on customer factor. Uh, <laughs> and the whole point of me saying that is nothing is going to be perfect. So just choose something that works and use it and use the hell out of it yeah. because anything is better than nothing. And it's uh, not that big of a deal to change. I mean, you know, it's not fun to change, but it's not a big deal. So just yeah, pick something, run with it. it. A CSV file and just upload it into the new system. Yeah. No big deal. But, uh, but yeah, so we sent out that mass email too, just like you said. In fact, we're, we're talking about sending out another one here pretty soon. Um, Cause the first one was more of like, uh, it was more of an informational, like, Hey, here's the coronavirus. Here's what they're saying about it lasting on glass surfaces and yada, yada, yada. Um, and here's, we actually said, here's how you can take care of it yourself. Knowing that most property managers aren't going to go, you know, grab a yeah. sprayer and bleach and go spray their buildings down. Um, so, you know, we, we, we knew that it was like, here's the information, but if you want us, we're, you know, we're here, we're here and we're available because we weren't trying to like capitalize on the scare. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it was like, we're going to put ourselves out there and say, Hey, we're available if you need us. So, um, and we got a lot of good response from that. We got a lot of thank yous and we got a lot of people just saying like, Oh, you know, we didn't know you offer that kind of service. Like, so, you know, anything you put out there, anything, even if you just email someone and say, Hey, we're still working. How are you? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. might get an email back from someone that goes, Oh yeah, I'm home alone and my windows look like shit. I might as well have you come out, you know? Well, and that's like, uh, that's a good tactic just to give uh, a lot of the residential people an idea. If you're going to do an email blast, a text blast, a, a voicemail blast, um, a voicemail bomb, you know, if you're sitting gym, uh, something you can throw out there is like, Hey, most of the time when you get work like this done, you're at work. If you have us come out now, you can inspect the work before we ever leave. Make sure that you're satisfied with everything, blah, 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 blah. You can watch us do it. And uh, some people won't care, but you know, it's just a thing. Um, and you may catch, you may catch some with it. So that, so those are freebies guys. Take them. If you want the non freebie stuff, go to nobitchzone.com. Check out the new <laughs> entrepreneur's toolkit. Um, so Nick, um, Nashville, our, our trip got canceled. It was, yeah, it's good times. We were supposed to be there here in about a week for our, our quarterly mastermind. So obviously that got canceled because of everything we're dealing with. So it looks like it's going to be, um, what August, I guess, uh, September, probably somewhere in there that we'll yeah. be doing August, September, something, something like that. that. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever. Um, what was your favorite? So, so for people that don't know, some people won't cause I had never been to Nashville until last year. It's pretty awesome. And they've got this, their main strip, which is Broadway street. And, um, it's just lined with awesome country music. Well, they're not all country, but of bars with like, there's probably, how many bars are there down there? 30, 40, 5 billion, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's 5 billion. And yeah. every one of them has a band in it. At least one yeah. band. Most of these are three story bars. So some of them have three bands. Everyone has a band in it. That's better than the best band in your hometown. Right. right. I mean, they are freaking <laughs> awesome yeah and uh so cool they 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 call it nash vegas you know because it's just it's yep. just badass so you know but we we do our mastermind thing and then the next night we go out there and we have fun and and have a few drinks and listen to music and stuff i think my favorite bar was nudies i don't know now nudies sounds like a bad it's just it's called nudies it's just a it's just a bar with with a band you know but it's some old dude named nudie that started it 
Did you have a favorite one when we were there? Ah, uh, man, I had a good time at Nudie's too. That was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, Kid Rock's is pretty cool, but it's a little yeah, newer was, and stuff. I was going to say Kid Rock was super cool, and I think that stood out to me because, like you just said, like, I think Kid Rock is, I think, six stories. It's big. I don't remember how big it is. Every yeah. floor has its own live music band and its own, uh, like, atmosphere. Yeah. So you just go up the stairs one level, and it's a totally different bar. And then you go yeah. up one level, it's a totally different bar go up one more level it was so cool and and almost every bar there was like that it was like every level was a different live band and yeah nudies was super fun um were you with us when we went to coyote ugly yeah you were there yeah yeah i was there i was there yeah (laughs) body shot (laughs) maybe i was there i don't know maybe i wasn't we'll see i don't know how much i want to admit to love you honey um, <laughs> yeah, we went we went at like 4 p.m so it was a little too early for the fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was we did we started that was like our very first stop i think yeah, and then um there was another one for the listeners that know mr john lang uh yeah do you remember john i know you i mean i don't know yeah you're uh, yep. you know the dude that was bigger than me right yeah he uh we were at that one place i think it was the the latest one we were at and uh you know i got video of john dancing out there on the stage and stuff so if any of you guys are john lang fans and you want video of him dancing in a nashville bar i might sell it to the highest bidder just let me know but um i'll release it on john's facebook group it'll be fun stuff but anyway uh nick i'm looking forward to the next one it's going to be a lot of fun uh looking forward to seeing you again and uh so dude you have a new thing you're doing though. You know, you got your business going on, but uh, I don't even think you've technically officially launched this. You're muted. I can't hear you. I'm good now. I'm there just, you just go. my roommate's brothers because they're annoying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't think you've officially launched it, but can I talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, officially but you know oh you have officially okay okay good good so far so i'm doing i'm doing real good what say that again zero listens so far so i'm doing all right okay well we'll we'll make it one after this i'll go listen (laughs) nick started a new podcast and um what's cool about it uh well nick why don't you tell us about the podcast why don't you tell us what you got going on with yeah so um I, so I'm in the commercial space. We do high rise window cleaning. Well, everything from basically storefronts up, but we don't do residential or if we do, it's, it's maybe two or three homes a year. Um, and they usually just like special requests, like owners of, uh, owners of the buildings that we're doing that kind of thing. And so I like, since the day I took over the business from my uncle had been looking for something to help me grow the business. And and I was looking at podcasts, YouTube videos, blogs, like all the stuff, mm-hmm. everything out there seemed to be tailored towards home service companies. Yeah. Cause it's, frankly, it's a bigger industry than commercial. Um, like to give you an example, there's probably 50 trillion window cleaners in San Francisco. Yeah. But there's maybe four or five that do high rise. Mm-hmm. So like the, the competition is less it's fierce don't get me wrong but there's a lot less um and so because of that i think there's just less of an audience for them to, you know for people to be putting out content that's tailored towards commercial services and so i was just like well why not you know like because all the things that i learned from listening to like the quick talk podcast you know with josh latimer and yep. 
and all and the, the other journey of a new entrepreneur podcast journey of a new entrepreneur. Bobby Walker. Yep. It's all wonderful, you know, great information, but I, everything I learned, I had to kind of tweak to work in the commercial space because the, the, the principles just don't really hold true across the board. And so I just, I've, I've actually had this idea in my head for the last couple of years, but I just uh, never had the balls to actually go and do it. And so just recently I made my first video uh, converted the audio to a podcast, put it on Podbean or whatever, and, yep. and put it out there. I think I have, uh, to this day, 14 views of my video with an average watch time of 12 seconds and, <laughs> and <laughs> on my podcast. So we're doing all right. Um, What's the name no, of your it, podcast? It's called the Commercial Service Masters. And basically what I want to do is just put out as much as I can of just like my experience plus anybody I interview uh, that does work in the commercial space to give their opinion of like specifics to the commercial world as opposed to residential because the way you do your sales pitch to a homeowner is going to be different than the way you do it to a commercial uh, yeah. property manager or, you know, I mean, the application is probably going to be the same across the board, right? Like cleaning windows, cleaning windows, spraying bleach yep. on something, spraying bleach on something, right? But, but the back office stuff, the back end stuff of the business is, is all entirely different in my experience. The marketing, everything, the sales, everything is just different. And so I want to put out some content that's just like tailored towards that. And it's like, I don't, I don't have any secrets. So, my, you know, my whole thing is like, Ask me how it's done. I'll tell you exactly how I do yep. it. You want to be my competition in my area? Great. I've got work to hand off to you because I've got more work than I can handle right now. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. Yep. I just mean like the last well, few not years. Right now, well, not <laughs> right now. Right now, don't ask me anything. I'll tell you. Don't. Uh, what you got to do is yeah. uh, And uh, No, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah I, no. I do have to call you out on something though. So as you were talking, I was pulling it up on, so I went to Podbean, you know, podbean.com. Now, are you on iTunes yet? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well then you're not. I'll hope you get on iTunes, but okay. you guys, uh, until he gets on iTunes, you can get, you guys can go to podbean.com. Uh, that's like bean, like a lima bean, you know, B E A N. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah. Um, but you had one follower. Now there's two cause I just followed you, but you had you. one follower. But then I click on your thing and the follower of your podcast was Nick Thurston. Sounds so like what the hell, dude, you're following your own thing. No, it's not me. It must be another Nick Thurston, another fantastic guy. I don't know. He has big biceps. He's wearing the same <laughs> shirt that you have as your Facebook profile. Oh, man. He's got good taste. And <laughs> and I like this. Style. Well, you got two of them now. So you got me on there too. So hey, I appreciate you. Bob. But yeah, guys, check Nick out. Nick, I'm actually really excited about his podcast for a couple of reasons. One, it's going to be fun. Just like I've, just like I did with my podcast, it's going to be fun kind of listening to his early episodes, hearing him kind of find his way and what his style is going to be on the show. But two, I know he's going to be um, sharing some very valuable information and like commercial is something that we're really wanting to get into this year ourselves. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at your first official episode because you have like an introduction episode, but the first episode you got up here is step-by-step -step sales process for your commercial service business. And uh, so Nick says he goes into detail about the very simple process he uses for sales in the business. Other methods may work just as well, but this is the uh, way our company brought in over 500,000 in new sales every year for the past five years without doing anything crazy. So that is a very enticing description. I can't wait to listen to that one myself. Uh, Nick, anything else you need to share with these guys? 
No, I mean, uh, that, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm excited for the podcast. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> you talked about it a little bit earlier, like the, the emotional roller coaster of the Corona has been, uh, it's been rough. So it's like, I've been wanting to put out videos and, and content lately, but you know, things have just been, the stress has just been like, you know, pinpointed. So I'm like, I'm trying to deal with this right now. Yeah. Um, so I apologize for, uh, all seven of you that are subscribed, uh, to my YouTube yeah. channel Two. Oh, um, on YouTube, you got seven. Yeah. 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 I've got all seven right. of you on YouTube. So, um, actually maybe six cause I think I'm following myself there too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, no, I'm excited about it. Cause like for me, it's mostly just about, you know, getting good content out there because, like, like the description you just read says, like, it may not be the best, it may not be the only way, but it is a way. And, you know, I'm not lying when I say we have brought in five to $700,000 in new business. And when I say new, I mean, work that we had never previously done. Um, to caveat that, that didn't mean we grew our company by that much every year. It just meant we brought in those sales. That's the new sale. Well, of course, because there's that bucket that you got to fill the holes in. So you're, you're pouring yeah. the water on the top, but you also have some stuff that you lose in the previous year, but, exactly. but that's, exactly. that's how business is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But without that, we, you know, who knows what we would have had. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's basic. Uh, that, that first video, like I, I, like after I went back and rewatched it, I was like, wow, this is really, kind of boring stuff but you know what the mundane the boring is exactly what if you asked any like super successful entrepreneur they're going to tell you just follow the goddamn system yeah you where you need to go all right? the blueprint yep over and over and over and over again and for me you know just a little teaser of what that video was it's like it's just a matter of going and saying hey can we give you a bid and they say yes or no and then you follow up accordingly right yeah that fucking simple you just say can we give you a bid and that's, that's the way that commercial work works. Now, I have no idea what it would be like to go and sell a homeowner. I mean, I, I have a little bit of an idea because I've knocked on doors, but usually I just left a business card. And if I got a phone call, I got a phone call. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really try that hard when I had a, you know, my own residential company back in the day. Um, but yeah, like for the commercial stuff, that's, that's basically all it is. And, and, I, and it's really, I think, in my opinion, that simple for most of the business stuff. It's just like you find a system and then you just kind of replicate and replicate and replicate and replicate. And that's why like I'm at a point in my business now where I'm going back out in the field cleaning more, not because I have to, but because I really don't know what to do with myself. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like I have uh, my man Christian that I just hired as my general manager that I talked about earlier, who's doing sales and managing the employees and doing stuff like that. Like I just taught him like, this is the basic system that we use for doing these things. You take care of it. Yeah. And then I hired somebody to do the estimating and, and the bids and, and more of the field management, like checking on the crews while they're in the field and doing safety checks and quality control and that kind of thing. And he just does that. And now I'm like, I sit in the office and twiddle my thumbs. I'm like, what am I getting paid for? Like, I got, I'm going to yeah. go. Clean them. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, going back to what Josh Latimer said when his podcast, like he, he was like, if you're bored, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah it, it makes me feel good like knowing like i'll be sitting around for a day like man i almost feel guilty yeah well i was gonna say you do feel guilty on stuff like that yeah. and it's, but it's kind of the goal right the goal you yeah. know Absolutely. here's my goal now we're, it's going to be hard for us to achieve it it's going to be harder it was already going to be hard well yeah you know what? let me take it back i had i had already been i was in this place with my business uh already 
But Melissa with her, you know, my wife, uh, she's got a maid service that she had started. And when we set our annual goals this year, we set a goal starting in quarter three of a thing we called theme park Tuesdays, meaning every Tuesday, shut the phones off and the whole day, like we wake up early, we go have breakfast at a Disney theme park or universal theme park. We hang out and we go from the morning all the way to the night, just you know, whether it's theme park, we maybe we're going to go to the beach or whatever, but we were calling it theme park Tuesdays. But the goal is to be able to have a business that's running while, while you're doing those things. Now we still have that as a goal. Uh, we'll see if this Corona thing, you know, uh, is going to keep us from achieving it in the time that we want. We're going to achieve it. We'll see if it happens in quarter three, but yeah, that's the, that's the goal, man, is to, is to do that shit, you know, chasing the dream, right? hundred percent. And that's why like now I'm looking at, okay, now I, I have a lot of extra time, not only because of the coronavirus, <laughs> but because of, you know, the fact that I've got other people doing 80% of what I used to do, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like my work day now consists of a couple hours of looking at stuff. And so it's like, yeah, now I can go and do other things. So first I got to say, you're going to be my marriage counselor when I, uh, when I get married, cause okay. you, guys, you have an awesome marriage. Cause I want a theme park Tuesday. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to accept the compliment and say, you know what? I do have an awesome marriage and thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that, but it's the most important thing on the planet. I see, I see all your guys stuff on, on, on Facebook and, and I just love it. And um, yeah, no, it, it, like to your point though, that's, that's the whole idea. And, and maybe it's not everybody's goal, right? Like some people want to be the solopreneur yeah. or even just have a couple of techs working for them and they're just, they're making good money and they like doing the work and, and that's awesome. Like I, that's the I same level of success as theme park Tuesday. It's just whatever you want. Yeah. Like, like check this out. Check this out. We did two and a half million dollars in revenue last year. And our EBITDA, for those of you that know that term, that's like earnings before interest, debts, taxes, 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 blah, 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 blah. Before debt. Yeah. Uh, So, so lesson learned and I'll do a whole video on debt. (laughs) Um, If we didn't have debt, which we had to take on to grow as fast as we did, uh, we would have made about four to $500,000 in profit last year. That's fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. but we didn't because we had all the other stuff going on, but that's okay because like, I know that what I'm working towards is, is a better future where it's like, I want this thing to run on its own without me having to do anything besides like maybe step in and say hi every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's my goal. And that may not be everybody's and that's fine. But my goal is to have that business running on its own. And I want to start another business and another business and another business. I have no idea what yet, but like, that's my goal. I want to be a serial entrepreneur. I just have all these ideas. I want to grow multiple companies and I want to do lots of different things. And so for me to be able to do that, I have to work my ass off on this one to get it to that automated place. And, yeah. and that's what we're doing. And so, so yeah, if, if, if you're cool making, three, $400,000 a year in revenue. And that's paying your bills and making you happy and giving you the life you want. That's fantastic. That's and you know, winning. Yeah. you probably have less stress than me because <laughs> I've got 25 people that I need to make sure that they put food on their family's tables yeah. every week. You know what I mean? And that's fucking stressful, but I, I don't regret a single thing of what we've done in the sense of like where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes and wish I did some things better, but it's just like where we're at, like, I'm so happy because I know that 
eventually I'll be able to just kind of like step away and this thing's going to take off. And, and I see, so my dad is my ops manager. He runs all the crews and stuff and he's probably got, you know, five, 10 years left in him before he wants to retire. And so like this, he's told me that this is the, the highest paying and best job he's ever had in his life. Wow. And that makes me feel really, really good because what was my That's goal? Awesome. You guys remember yeah. at the beginning, I said, I want to, I want to take care of my parents. Now, what I want to do ultimately is to retire them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've asked my mom to come work for me, but she told me to go fuck myself, but no, she didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't want to do accounting for you. <laughs> she's, she's a bookkeeper, but, um, or she's a company controller, really. She's, she's higher than a bookkeeper, but, um, but no, like my dad is like, he's doing so well these days. And like, that makes me feel really good, even though, um, you know, things are slow and things are tough and, and, and all that right now, like, ultimately we're, we're doing the thing, right? We're, yeah. we're doing what we came here to do. And I will say, because we're talking in the light of Corona and all that, like we did apply for the PPP, the payroll or paycheck, however you want to say it, uh, paycheck pr- uh, protection program. And we got approved for a good chunk of change that's going to cover our payroll and our health benefits and all that for the next couple of weeks and, and, or eight weeks, I guess. And um, like, thank you, president Trump. You're the best president that's, Oh wait, you said you didn't want to get. Yeah. Well, I don't care, but I can't believe I'm hearing <laughs> someone from California say that right now. No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually, uh, I'm going to probably shoot myself in the foot for saying that, or what's the saying foot in the mouth. I don't know. Gonna yeah. I, I'm just not a political person. I don't pay attention. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I have strong I'm, political views, but most of them are based off of ignorance. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, for me, it's like, I know Trump has orange hair. If he even has hair. Wait, no orange face. I don't know. Who knows? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. All I know is, uh, whatever the government's doing right now, I'm going to take advantage of it because it's going to make yeah. my life easier and keep my people happy and healthy and working. So yeah. Am I gambling. Here we go. Let's, let's, no, gonna- you know, it is what it is. Well, listen, let's do this, Nick. This has been great. We're going to do it again. Yes. We'll do I think what I'm I want to do is I want to have a drunken podcast one day. So I want to do a thing where there's like I'll bring back like four or five of you know some really fun guests. Count me in. And the goal is we we got to be buzzed before it starts and we're just going to let it go wherever it goes and we're going to be <laughs> drinking the whole time and we all have to just agree that whatever happens we have to to upload. Yeah, we have to upload. It's going to be fun. (laughs) So I'll have you on for that one for sure. I like it. I like it. But guys, thank you for listening. I got a couple things I want to share with you. First off, um, I'm just glad to be back. I'm just glad to be back. This feels good. I've uh, I've allowed uh, my own insecurities to keep me from posting these things over the last month. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for myself that I did that. And I'm sorry for you guys because I know that you guys enjoy the show. But uh, it just feels good. It just feels good to connect with y'all again. Two, uh, don't forget right now, this isn't forever. You can get the new entrepreneur's toolkit uh, with a two payment option. That's going to go away the second the coronavirus thing is over. And uh, go to nobitchzone.com for that. And last, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.